Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Hey everybody, Kendall Rogers with D1 Baseball here, ahead of this weekend's Kubota College Classic at Globe Life Field. Uh, Mike Rooney and Joe Healy sat down with the team's coaches to discuss expectations, the preseason, and the pathway moving forward. So get ready for this weekend's exciting tournament action at Globe Life Field. Ahead of the Kubota College Baseball Series, we are visiting with USC head coach Andy Stankowitz. And Stanky, you guys are coming off an awesome year last year. You can't say this, maybe, but I can, that you guys should have been in the NCAA tournament. Very disappointed to not see you get selected. But regardless of that, just a phenomenal year. 17 wins in the Pac-12 is an incredible season, regardless. For this year, for 2024, if you don't mind, give us like a high-level overview of this year's club. Well, first off, thank you for, for having me. Always a, always yeah. a pleasure. Yes, sir. Uh, I still got more hair than you. That's all I got. <laughs> Very much. You're aging better than some of us. Thank you. Well done. Really, when you do these Zooms, you start to go, oh, my God, I'm, I'm just going to <laughs> But uh, anyways, thank you for having me. Oversight, I think I like our depth of our pitching. I think we've got some guys that we've that are returners that, that pitched a lot of innings for us last year. We lost our reliever, our back-end guys. We lost guys that got a lot of saves for us. And so Garrett Clark and Kyle Wish, they did a nice job at the back end. So we got to find those roles again. we got to find that the fit there at the back. But I like just the depth of it. Uh, Aoki and Strasbourg and Eric Hammond. And Eric Hammond, man, he's he wasn't healthy last year. He's coming out of Tommy John, and he's a. He, I'm, I'm excited. I think people are going to see a different version of Hammond when we get into the seasons. I do think that we're in a better spot there as far as depth wise, and I do think I think in general we're just we got more depth. We think we got some nice freshman pieces that we brought in, position player wise as well, that are pushing the older guys. They're going to older guys are seeing, hey man, these young guys want to play. I better, I better step my game up. I better show up every day ready to go. And so whenever that happens, I think your, your program starts to just bolster and move forward. But I, I would say that more than anything else, I think that I like what I've seen. I like I like their attitude through this whole transition of not having a field and having to travel, get on bus for practices, and obviously no home field for the spring when it starts up, a lot of travel. They've been great. They I haven't heard one guy cry about it, make excuses about it. They've handled it like men, and we're just going to keep moving. Love it. Hey, Stank, let's talk about a couple of the returners that are maybe on the more famous sides. You mentioned Caden Aoki. He was a transfer from Notre Dame last year, very much under the radar, and led the Pac-12 in ERA, if I'm not mistaken. He feels like a little bit of a throwback. I've not seen him in person, but describe him to us. How, how does he go about it? Yeah, I think that's a great way of describing him. He's he's, he's not your typical six foot four, righty, 30, looks 
like a Greek god in baseball uniform. And he didn't look bad in the uniform. I don't want to be <laughs> a coach, man. Why are you getting on me? But he's he's five ten and he's more of a little of a bulldog, right? And um, and that's his mentality too. He's he can throw and throws fastball where he wants to. He can he's got a curveball and a slider. And he's got a really good changeup, and he just he just makes his pitches really well, and he commands them all. And he's got tremendous just moxie. He's really good at comebackers, and he's just. He is a throwback. He doesn't. He throws 88, 90, 91. He knows who he is. He's not, he's not trying to hump up. He's really. He's a bright young man. He's smart. He he knows how to read swings. No, he's you. You nailed it. He's just an old school right-handed college pitcher that just is very competitive. Love it. Hey, the other big name for you guys, thank you, is Austin Overn. And I think this, I'm excited for more people in college baseball nationally to understand him. He's a four sport athlete in high school. He was on the football team at SC. And I, his numbers aren't as loud as people would think because he hit 14 triples. So it's like people look at Austin Overn's numbers, they're like, why isn't this louder? It's because like, he was on third base all the time, right? Like he can't go back and steal first and or second and third. And, and 14 triples, by the way, is like an alien number. That's like, we could go another 20 years and not see somebody hit 14 triples. Tell us about Austin Overn. The speed factor is real, right? That's number one. There's no, I think he put a bunt down, drag bunt over the weekend. And I missed it, but the coaches said it was 3 8, 3 8 2. He's scooting. Right. And so that, but he needs to understand that's his tool and he's, he needs to try to commit to a little bit more line drive contact. Now, outfield wise, it may, he's got great angles, runs the ball down. And people understand like a great center fielder is, or an outfielder is, is to be able to cut a ball off in a gap and get it in. So a guy gets a single instead of a double. Mm-hmm. He, he probably did that seven, eight times last year where that's a double, but great angle, great foot speed, cuts it off, boom clean transfer, gets it back in. The guy makes a big turn, puts the brakes on, and has to go back to first base. It's just those types of things he does on a baseball field. And he's got a really good arm. He's accurate. He gets rid of it. So he's not just a, a offensive threat, but he, he does a fantastic job in the outfield force. Now, offensively, we just got to get him to commit to a little bit better contact. And it's mm-hmm. – our generation is – Big fly, right? It's just, I'm just try to do a lot. And I get it. Everybody loves hitting a home run, but it's just, we've got to get him to, he sees it good and he gets big and we've got to get him to understand who he is, right? It's just to, to the left side of the diamond. We want to be on the ground. He hit, hit a lot of ground balls second and first last year. And I'm like, Austin, I don't care how fast you are. You're not going to be safe on a ground yeah. ball is second or first. He understands that, but just trying to get him to buy into it, staying inside the ball, the better not come off of it and hit the ground ball for a second. But a great young man, great worker, great attitude, great demeanor. He doesn't get rattled. You know, he just stays the course. A lot of pluses for this man. I think he's got I think he's got a great future. I think he's going to be a big leader. Yep. yep. Love it. Hey, as far as newcomers go, Stanky, you have a really interesting transfer from Connecticut, Chris Brown. And as I looked it up, I could have the numbers wrong, but I think 2021 was a year where he was like all tournament in the Big East tournament. And then he was all regional when UConn was in the NCAA tournament. Tell us about Chris Brown and what he brings to you all. Uh, big. We didn't know what we were getting, right? He's a graduate transfer from UConn. He didn't play last year in UConn and, and Coach Stewart's got a great relationship with their program, the head coach, and, and they talked and said, hey, we decided to redshirt him and not play him, but we, in retrospect, we probably should have him playing because he could help us at that moment. So that made me feel good because UConn's yeah. a great program. And hey, man, if they feel like he should be on the field for him, I was encouraged. And sure enough, six three, physical, strong. We put him at first base. I think that's a really good spot for him. He's, he moves around really well and he's 
understandings, the footwork and the, and do some picks and all that. But he's brought a presence in the batter's box for us, a big, thick right-handed hitter. I like big, thick right-handed hitters. Everyone always tells me, you want to recruit small guys. No, I don't. I want big guys. I want big guys. I want big <laughs> physical guys that hit the ball a long way. Now, there's some swing and miss in there. Yeah. I just got to resign myself to the fact that that's what we have, right? And, yeah. and But there's when he, when he squares it up, he hits the ball pretty doggone good. But a great kid, great worker. I like the East Coast, Northeast Coast mentality. We, yeah. we, we need some more of that, that running down here in Southern California. So I'm delighted that he's here. I think he's going to be a big part of the, the middle, middle of our lineup. Love it. Hey, last one for you, Stank. This tournament is obviously not for the faint of heart, right? Like this is going to play some real teams in this thing. And then you're going to play it in a big league stadium, like a big-time atmosphere. It's an obvious question, but what, is, what does this do for you all to play in a tournament of this caliber and play in a big league environment? A great tournament. As everybody knows, Globe Life, man, it's a real deal. Number two, playing against TCU and Texas A&M. That's, I don't know. And again, I, don't, I haven't done a real good job maybe going back in the years of the program or who they played, I don't know. Um, but I don't think they've played that that type of competition in non-conference early. And that's, I said that when we were at Grand Canyon, I said, I, we're going to, we have to play these programs. We're trying to build our program. And I still think even though USC has 12 national titles, the most of anybody, we're still, we got to regrouping a little bit here. And so I think that we have to play those programs. I should have my administration. We have to play, if we're not bringing teams in, in non-conference, We've got to go play the Power Fives and the SC and the Big 12. We, we, we can't just be stay at home and just play the s- same cycle sure. of teams that we play over the years. It just We have to get out of California or bring teams that aren't in California into Southern California. And so they get it. So we're playing two great programs, TCU twice, A&M once. And come on, I, I don't know whether – I think they're both ranked in the top – 10. Yeah. 10. 10? See, now, now it's even worse. 10. I don't know. <laughs> thank you. Bring your uh, thumbs. Thank you. Yeah, I've got to bring my Pepto-Bismol. And then we're playing in a big league ballpark, and that's part of it, too. I want our guys to experience. We went to Auburn last year, and we got swept. Okay, I got it. But it, for our guys to get in a plane and go to Auburn and play in an SEC program and play in front of their crowds and on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday afternoon, that was a plus for our program. And so anytime that we can – get our guys in a tough environment, get them in a big arena where it's just, it's different than playing sometimes on the West coast. I think it's a plus it's going to help us down the road. And so we're, my vision is forward. My vision is for what we're trying to do in the years to come. And anytime we get to play that type of program, those programs in that environment to me is a plus. Love it. Stank, really appreciate it. Good luck this year to the Trojans and we'll catch you down the road. Thanks. You got it. You got it, Ruiz. Thank you, buddy. You got it. Mike Rooney here. Up next was a conversation with Arizona State skipper Willie Bloomquist ahead of the college baseball series presented by Kubota at Globe Life Field. Talked to Coach Bloomquist about year three with the Sun Devils, the opportunity to take his team to a big league park that he did not get to play in as a big leaguer, and just the excitement around year three, a lot of players back, what should be a very offensive club. Enjoy the conversation. We are visiting with Arizona State head coach Willie Bloomquist. And Willie, an exciting year for you, year three, and uh, just feels like there's tremendous momentum around the program right now. If you could give us a maybe a 30,000 foot, foot view of this year's club. 
I think, yeah, we're, we're excited. It's a team that we've been, has tremendous amount of position player depth, I think. And, and we have a, a lot of guys capable of playing some different positions and moving around. And that part of it's been good this fall with having a variety of, of options. And from that standpoint, I feel confident and comfortable with at least a dozen to 12 to 14 different guys that I, I could mix in at there, mix in at there any time. And I think it's my biggest challenge is going to be feeding everybody, giving them enough, enough burn and enough playing time to, to keep them sharp and keep them happy because there's a lot of guys that are capable of playing. So that'll be a good problem to have. So that's probably the strength of our team. I think moving into the season, our pitching staff is hopefully improved. We are, we're extremely young, uh, but the talent level I think has increased tremendously over the last couple of years. So we're, we're excited to have some freshman arms finally to, to build with and to move forward with. So that's exciting. And then we have a nice group of veteran guys, a couple of transfer portal guys, a couple of junior college guys that we brought in that are, that can help us as well. That'll calm the waters and have been there, done that type of thing. And if things go haywire with some of these freshman arms, we got, we have some depth and veteran pieces that can help out as well. So excited to, to get going and, and start playing some games. Love it. Hey, let me ask you, I think one of your marquee returners, Willie, is Ryan Campos. You know, he's been on the field every day for two years. I think if, if I had to have one great at bat to win a college baseball game nationwide, I, I he's got to be in the conversation. Just a, a really accomplished hitter. From your perspective, he's going to catch. He's going to hit in the middle of the order. How would you describe Campy as a player? What are his strengths? Campy, his number one strength is just the ability to put a professional at bat on somebody. He'll go up there and, and look for his pitch, and he'll spoil other tough pitches until he gets the one he's looking for, and then kid usually doesn't miss it. He, he's pretty good. He's not going to wow you with light tower power or anything like that, but he can burn you. He, he can hit home runs, but he just is a good, solid hitter all across the board and, and really can – I haven't seen him be overwhelmed by anybody. He's just able to put together good at-bats on no matter who's on the mound. He just does a great job. What's awesome about a kid like him is he's he's in here every morning on his own, 6 a.m., doing his stretching, doing his keeping his body in shape, having his meal prep and all that type of stuff that is he's serious about being a good baseball player and making a career out of this. So he's been a tremendous leader, great guy in the clubhouse. I can't say enough positive things about what the the makeup of him and the character that he has. And like I said, from the offensive standpoint, the kid's pretty dang special. I don't think there's, uh, I haven't seen anybody on the West coast that is as polished as he is. Oh, that's awesome. Let me ask you Willie about one more returner watching you in some of your fall games this year. New Contratus, your third baseman, sophomore from Hawaii. He played every day last year, and so I should have already known this, but I don't, I don't. his athleticism at third base just floored me. It's like, He's like a mongoose over there. It's like, I want to call him a middle-of-the-field athlete, but I don't even know if that's enough of a compliment. But I would just love for you to describe to, to us like what you've seen from him at third base. I was blown away this fall. Yeah, he's the guy that that is his athleticism over there is tremendous. And you're right, he very easily could play the middle of the field, second base, center field. I, I would even feel confident putting him at short in a pinch. He's that type of an athlete. But as I'm finding out, I, I like having that athleticism over at third base. Sure. Um, 
things are things move quick over there and he handles it very well ranges to his left and right he's extremely good on that swinging bunt or bunt play making it on the run and throwing from different arm angles he just is a super athletic kid and fast can really run and then he's probably the second strongest on our team as well he just freaky strong the kid that's stronger than him is (laughs) neanderthal type strength but new is an extremely strong kid as well tough kid hard nose exactly what you want in a third baseman Love it. Hey, on the newcomer side, Willie, you alluded to it. I think I can make an argument that six of your top 12 arms are freshmen. It's a big, exciting group of freshman arms. For me, one of the headliners is Cole Carlone, local kid, six foot five left-hander. Describe him to us, if you would, and, and what do you see as his potential roles this year? Cole's, Cole's done a great job this fall and, and coming in phenomenal shape, doing a great job being physically ready to go. He's the type of kid that is has weekend stuff to start on the weekend. However, I'm not sure if that's the role we're going to use him in, if we're going to put him on the weekend or have him at the back end because he has the right mentality to to finish out games if we need that as well. We're a hybrid of both, and, and he's uber talented enough to where he can do both if we need him to. His mentality is such that he can do both. He's actually got a pretty dang good swing, too, from the offensive standpoint. But uh, right now we're focusing primarily on the arm that's what we need the most right now but the clubhouse camaraderie that just uh, rallies around him it's just there's an extra sense of energy when he takes the mound the guys are pulling for him he he's really taken a hold of, of the leadership role in that clubhouse as a true freshman which is pretty cool and just seeing guys gravitate to him and feed off his energy has been really good he'll be a valuable piece and play a huge role in whatever we decide to use him in that's awesome hey so willie playing in this tournament at globe life field i think about your career you got to play on the biggest stages, right? You had a long big league career. You got to play in the national championship game as a Sun Devil at Rosenblatt Stadium. What does this opportunity mean to this team where you, you, as you're rebuilding this program for them to play in a tournament where the competition is going to be really stiff and also in a big league environment? I think it's important for the long-term view of the program and for these players in particular. It, it's If we're fortunate enough to get where we want to go, we're going to be playing hopefully on a big stage. And this this prepares us for that. We're playing against A&M and TCU, who are two schools that are pretty dang good baseball programs that are most likely uh, going to be in the postseason and, and probably make a, a deep run in the postseason um, with the caliber of teams that they have. So this gives us an opportunity to not only play against tremendous competition teams that we're going to have to, you know, beat teams like them if we're going to want to get to where we want to get to. And then on a stage that's at a big league ballpark, right? And three decker stadium that these guys, I hopefully they go down there and get a little bit, a little bit of taste of that, what it's like to play on a big stage. Because again, if we, if we are fortunate enough to get to where we want to go, we're going to have to do it on a big stage. And, and then, focus in and beat a team like the couple teams we're playing down there. I think it's a great thing for our program, great thing for these guys to go down and have that experience. And that's one of the one of the big league stadiums I have not been in personally because it's new. I have not been in <laughs> anxious for myself to go down there and see that stadium. That's awesome. Hey, Willie, really appreciate it. Good luck this year and uh, excited to follow you all this year. All right, Rooms. I appreciate it. You got it. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. 
ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric CDX Type S. Give up. Order now at Acura.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Joe Healy here. Had a great chat with Texas A&M head baseball coach Jim Schlossnagel ahead of his team taking part in the Kubota College Baseball Series at Globe Life Field. Talked about a lot of different stuff with Coach Schlossnagel, including what could be next for Jay Slavulet, who is already a superstar within the SEC. We talked about steps forward from the pitching staff. We talked about just the importance in the, the event of taking part in something like this at Globe Life Field. Hope you enjoy. Joe Healy with D1 Baseball here with Texas A&M head baseball coach Jim Schlossnagel. First off, Coach, I appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Joe. I appreciate everything you and all your group at D1 Baseball and obviously the Rangers, all, all you guys do to promote college baseball. Appreciate that, Coach. As you look leading up to the season now, has there been a, a, a point of emphasis or a theme for your team as you go back to the fall and now in the lead up to the season? We're only about a weekend, but I think that it's been the same thing from the fall. Our team last year, I felt like we underperformed in, in a lot of ways, but the main thing we had was we didn't throw strikes. We had one of the worst pitching staffs in the history of Texas A&M in terms of ERA, and but more importantly, walks and free bases. I feel like <clears throat> our offense will be solid. Our, I think our pitching is improved. Is it SEC elite? Is it up there with the Arkansas and Vandy in Florida, the, the the more established programs that have had head coaches for a really long time that have stacked recruiting class on, on top of recruiting classes. We're headed in that direction. We have some really good freshmen, but there's a difference between being uh, ready to play college baseball and ready to play in this league. And so I think just throwing strikes and limiting free bases, that's been the number one theme. On the offensive side, I think folks are pretty familiar with Jace Laviolette, given what he did last year for you, especially down the stretch. Is there any way that he could actually get even better this season? What, what do you see from his game? Yeah, first of all, he's going to center field, unless something changes between now and then. He, that's what he played as a high school player. That's what he played, I believe, for Team USA some this summer. And so he's a big man, <laughs> and he can really run. So getting back in that spot will be, I don't say it's be an adjustment for him. It's just something different. And then I think, as every young player has to do, you continue to get better at controlling the strike zone. And if the more he – if everybody stays healthy in our lineup, you're going to have to pitch to somebody. I'm not sure he's the guy I would choose, but he's just got to make sure he swings at his pitch, not try to press and not try to do anything other than that. And a player like Jace has – he's grown up with expectations, so he's really good at staying in the middle and handling that. I, I think we have some other players on our team that are going to that are about to experience that. But Jace is we just got to keep him healthy and have him manage the strike zone. What has Braden Montgomery added to the mix that Stanford transfer? First of all, he's a, just an awesome presence in the dugout, in the locker room, <clears throat> around the program for a guy with that many accolades. To he's from Mississippi, uh, was at Stanford, was part of ending our season last year, both with the bat and on the mound, 
the way he's come in and embraced everybody in the program and they've embraced him, that's super important. If he would have be standoffish or a free agent in the big leagues that just comes into play versus someone that comes in to dive into your program, he's, he's done that. And that's a huge first step. And then, but every, in every other way, obviously having a switch hitter in the middle of your lineup, a guy that can do well in the outfield and has the potential to help us a little bit on the mound. We'll see how much he pitches. That's always relative to how well he pitches versus everybody else, right? The guys that pitch the best pitch the most, but he's just, he's a really good player and just a tremendous physical presence in the lineup. Tell us a little bit about Justin Lampkin and and his role going into the season. Uh, Took some lumps last year, but I think we saw with what he did in the SEC tournament that he's obviously got some ceiling there. So tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, Butch Thompson, who I respect a lot at Auburn, I heard him do a press conference one day and say, it takes two to three years to build an SEC pitcher. And we did a study that over the last three years in the SEC, so I guess since COVID, 67% of freshman pitchers either don't pitch at all or throw less than 20 innings, 67%. And so Lampkin and Sadeo for us were one of those few players that threw more than 40 innings. And Unless you're, there are a few outliers like a Drew Beam or Chase Burns or somebody who in their freshman year just really lights it up a lot. Uh, But for the most part, if you're going to pitch in this league as a freshman, get ready. If if you can keep your ERA around five, you're actually doing a pretty good job. So he went through that. He was always an elite strike thrower for us. Max, uh, our new pitching coach, Max Weiner, has done an awesome job of kind of honing in his pitches and his stuff and his repertoire adding a better, maybe a little bit better breaking ball, doing a few things analytically to maybe give him a better chance. But at the end of the day, he throws strikes and he's left-handed and something about the rotation of the earth, a lefty that throws strikes, regardless of their stuff, tends to give you a good chance. And having been through the SEC tournament, starting in a regional, he's seasoned. And we don't have, we have talented pitchers, but we don't have that many seasoned pitchers like some of these other programs do. And so, Lampkin is a commodity that way. What has to happen in your mind for this team to reach its ceiling in the end, whatever that may be? Yeah, starting pitching. To me, it begins and ends with starting pitching. Obviously, health is going to dictate everything. I think there's probably 25 to 40 teams in the country that have a legitimate chance to play in the College World Series and win a national title. And and it's all going to boil down to A, who stays healthy, and then B, those, the way the ball bounces towards the end of the season. But for us, it's just starting pitching. I think we went 30-something consecutive games last year without a pitch, a starting pitcher getting through the fifth inning. So we just, you just can't survive that way. And starting pitching, well, that's where it starts. And then catch the baseball, play good defense. The offense will come and go. That's normal, especially in this league. But we have to be able to pitch with the best teams. And finally, you're no stranger, both at your time at A&M and when you were at TCU, to tournaments like this, big league ballpark, great competition. Uh, why is it important for you to, to expose your team to something like that and play in a, a big league ballpark like Global Life Field? Number one, they have a roof. So you, you, I mean, seriously, the biggest yeah. challenge, I don't care what part of the country you're in, even unless you're Miami, maybe. The biggest part of the challenge in the first four weeks of the season is just getting the games in. And so it's awesome to be able to go somewhere and you, A, you're playing, B, you don't have to throw on four layers of clothes to do it. And so that's the first thing. And then the competition, being around the atmosphere, certainly the 12th man, Aggie fans are going to show up anywhere. They'll show up to put to a ping pong match. And then you throw in USC, Arizona State, 
and T's having the great season they had last year. They, I know they have a great team coming in and it's right in their backyard. Should be an awesome experience for us. And then I think putting your players in those big league environments, big league stadiums help prepare us for SEC play, uh, which always helps you prepare, prepare for the postseason. Again, that's uh, Texas A&M head coach Jim Schlossnagel, his team taking part in the Kubota College Baseball Series the third week of the season. They'll, they'll play Arizona State and USC. TCU, as he mentioned, also involved there at Globe Life Field. Coach, I appreciate you joining us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. Gig Joe Healy here just finished a great chat with TCU head baseball coach Kirk Sarlos talking about the Kubota College Baseball Series at Globe Life Field. We talked about the lead up to the season for TCU. We talked about superstar shortstop Anthony Silva and what allowed him to be so successful so early in his TCU career. And and we talked about the comfort that his team has playing an event like this so close to home. Enjoy. Joe Healy of D1 Baseball here with TCU head baseball coach Kirk Sarlos, his team taking part in the Kubota College Baseball Series at Globe Life Field. The Horned Frogs will take on USC and Arizona State. Uh, Texas A&M also involved there. However, TCU A&M will not play. Um, so a couple games against USC and one against Arizona State for TCU that weekend should be a fun a fun weekend. It is part of a eight consecutive games in a row for TCU against Pac-12 opponents. So apparently in the last season of the Pac-12, TCU trying to win a, a sneak in and win a Pac-12 title <laughs> in 2024. Coach, I appreciate you joining us this morning. Thanks for having me on, Joe. Super excited to be here. What As we get ready for the season here, is there anything you and your staff look at as a, a focus or a, a point of emphasis for this team as they approach 2024? I think the outside noise of preseason rankings and those things, just making sure that our guys know that those don't inter- internally don't mean a whole lot. It's about playing our best every single day and trying to get better. So I think entering the season, the big thing is trying to solidify some spots. We had a lot of turnover from an offensive standpoint, third, second, first, center, and right. And so there's a lot of jobs still open and, and up for grabs. So I think the big thing is trying to find the right mix of nine guys every single day and having them come out and play as good as we can as a team as soon as we can. Last year, we, it took us about 43 great games to figure it out. So hopefully this year, we don't spend that much time trying to, to get it all dialed in. One of the guys that really caught everyone's eye last year, Anthony Silva, what allowed him to be the kind of impact guy he was for y'all? And, and what have you seen from him in terms of his next steps and his development? I think the big thing, number one thing is Coach Bruce. Coach Bruce, our associate head coach, has coached a ton of really good infielders, big league infielders, Hall of Fame type infielders. But I, I think he brought the type of toughness and coached Anthony, not to the player that he was last year, but to the player that Coach Bruce thinks he can be in the future. And so I think it's like the quarterback. And he was a freshman last year and he went through the ringer, went through pretty much played at shortstop the whole year with the exception of a little bit at the beginning because of a hamstring issue. But as the year went on, you could t- see him take more of a leadership role as the shortstop, as the quarterback of that infield. And I think a lot of that has because of the development of, of Coach Bruce and him being, I think our main thing was we knew he was going to play good defense. Did we think he was going to hit 340 or 350 or whatever he ended up hitting? We'd be lying if we probably said we thought that was going to happen. But just kudos to him to be able to handle a full college baseball season and do it at a super high level. How much of a luxury is it that you and your, your staff goes into the season? You've got rotation options like Cole Klecker, Zach Morris, Peyton Tolley, Ben Hampton. Even though three of those four guys don't have TCU experience, they have a lot of experience just generally. That You have to feel like that's quite a luxury to have that much depth there. And three of the four guys you, you spoke about 
are left-handed. Which, hey, there you go. for whatever yeah. reason, left-handers, just because they throw with the left hand, they're, they're just more successful. You take a guy that's similar in, in uh, ability and, and one's left, one's right, the left-hander, for whatever win, reason, wins more. You're right, though. Morris and Tolley and Hampton haven't pitched in a TCU uniform during a regular season game, but they pitched at a super high level at three really good baseball schools. Our goal is to, to have them come in here and give them the opportunity to go in and win a spot and Cole did a great job last year. And now to put those pieces around, I think Cole and the other guys on our pitching staff to to be able to, to hopefully have the best four starters that we can have and take us deep into ball games every time out. Heard some buzz coming out of Fort Worth about the fall that, that Brody Green had. What can you tell us about the potential breakout for Brody Green this season? I think the big thing for him is not trying to change anything from the fall to the spring and put too much added pressure on himself. I think a lot of times... There's a lot of kids that go out and have a, a great summer or a great fall. The pressure's not as high. They function better. And then the season rolls around and, and maybe they don't have the, the, the similar type of results. So our big thing is, is man, it's, it's just baseball. Let's not put, make it more than what it is. Enjoy the fact that you have some butterflies and there's people in the stands. And the main thing is, is see how quickly you can get back to that, the mentality of that summer ball and that fall approach with the added pressure of a regular season. Let's not put too much pressure on him. You got eight other guys around you to help you out. So I think with him, he's going to play a pivotal role a little bit to the point of like last year when we talked, we had Cole Fontenelle who we didn't know where he was going to play. He played a little bit of left. He played a little bit of third. He played a little bit of first. And then finally he settled in at first and made our offense go. So, you know, with Brody, he can play third, short, second, first. He can play everywhere. So he's going to be a, a big piece regardless this season for us in terms of being able to play all over the field. What do you think has to happen for this team to reach its ceiling, whatever that ceiling may be? I think everybody w- would say health. I think you got to keep your team healthy and you got to play consistent baseball and have a desire to win every single day. But so I would say those two things is consistency and with health and then just the desire to win and be the best you can be as a team every single day that you, you take the field, whether it's practice or a game. Those two things. Your program, no stranger to playing in events like this, always a program that, that goes out there and, and challenges themselves. Why is it important for your program to to play in a tournament like this and, and play in a venue like this, a, a big league ballpark at Globe Life Field? I think the Rangers and Rev Sports, they do an amazing job in terms of putting together these fields. They're already booked out, I think, to 2029. And the fields are amazing. And we're in the, one of those tournaments every single year. And that's by design because you get a chance to play indoors at the beginning of the season, which a lot of teams are up for. You get really great programs and you get to do it in a big league ballpark. And the other thing for us, we decided, I think you just signed another three-year contract for the big 12 to stay in globe life for the big 12 championship. So you have an opportunity at the beginning of the year to be in that ballpark and get accustomed to it. And then you got a chance at the end of the year to, to be back in that same stadium. For me, it's a no-brainer. Right down the road, it's a home game for us. It's 20 miles away. Our fans are able to go. I think it's just a win all the way around. Yeah, and it should be, again, a, a great weekend of baseball for TCU at the Kubota College Baseball Series at Globe Life Field, taking on USC and Arizona State, a couple of historic baseball. There's going to be some good uniforms on the field. TCU, USC, Arizona State, A&M, some, some classic college baseball brands. It'll be a lot of fun there. Again, TCU head coach Kirk Starlos. I appreciate you joining us today. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. Did you hear that? 
That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.